0: So when I tell you what's wild, I don't know what's even wilder, like 33 or, or 45.
1: Or 45. And we'll never know. Maybe. It's to be seen. But never let anyone show you a handcuff trick.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you better close the door to open a window. Don't bite your tongue. welcome ladies and gentlemen to another i I can't even say jam-packed or whatever this isn't sports um rope trick um (laughs) handcuff trick serial killer edition of the after credits you know y'all y'all seem to love it and everything so we had to bring it back um Kaylee, how's it feel to be back? How, how, how'd you, how are you feeling after the success of the first two episodes?
1: Uh, well, I'm just waiting for all the DMs to come flooding and just praising, you know, our voices, which it was hard to listen to myself. But I am very excited to be back because I am so curious um, to hear what you thought of these, uh, the next two episodes, episodes Jesus three Christ. and four. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm I'm ready to hear the stories about you know the the the, the dudes trying to fly you out from Bozeman. You know that, that's gonna be next level.
1: Yeah, that would be great.
0: Um, um with that a, be said, available, folks. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you know, um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, remember like always to rate, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend, and tell a friend links and everything in the description and the bios below. Um, I am done with the may showers playlist you know i'm like so aka like i told people i just listened to cole's album at the time of this recording that's gonna be on the next playlist because jesus christ i could low put the whole thing up there georgia smith dropped a new album so i'm about to be singing later and nikki dropped a new song with wayne and drake which is fire yeah just just dropped um hmm. oh also in the words of a uh, hall of famer david aldridge you know um you know, comment, leave leave five stars, you got anything other than five stars, leave that shit to yourself, we don't need that type of energy over here, and, you know, let's go ahead and get into the damn thing, or whatever, because um, it's John Wayne Gacy, and the people, only you can see me, but the people are going to hear this, or whatever, this is how I'm feeling about it, there we
1: go, what what is that, what did you just pop,
0: shout out to God over here, got me on (laughs) my new summer drinking everything the half and half twisted teeth i told you i would had i think a peach or some kind of flavor before but no nothing's touching this half and half
1: you gotta go half and half
0: <sighs> so we we ended off the last episode with i mean of course you know you're the expert here you know everything that's about to happen i'm going into this blind that's mm-hmm. how i like to go into things we talked about, and you know, for people who didn't catch the first episode, which I mean, why would you be listening? But hey, you know, like we always like new listeners. Um, John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. Exclusive on Peacock. Shout out to Peacock and everything, you know, WWE Network. By the time you guys have heard this, I have a pay-per-view actually this weekend. So mm-hmm. shout out WrestleMania Backlash. It's just Backlash pretty much. But yeah. Also, also, too. On a side note, or whatever, Kaylee in there watching the office now. Like, Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew uh, that you were going to see that. I'm using your account. I don't. I don't. And I just then.
0: I still have not watched the show.
1: There are like super cut um, episodes of the office. You get extra stuff, so I can't stop watching this.
0: Well, yeah, you enjoy <laughs> it, man. You enjoy that. <laughs> um. So part three, man. Um, horrific acts. <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm.
0: oh jesus christ uh the first note i got is we start off this episode with the brother and sister of one john sink i I
1: think it's john zick
0: zick it it was spelled Mm -hmm. so weird and i think i spelled it like 20 different ways in my own notes or whatever that tells you anything and it's gonna Mm -hmm. be the theme of this episode or whatever and i'm gonna try my hardest not to get too emotional and embraceful for it because i mean the police not helping anyone no it's never no happened before. yeah never. you know
1: oh god yeah this was such it was truly an emotional episode so this one really focused on the victims yeah. um they walk you through a few different ones um different boys and young men that he murdered and yeah we start by um learning more about john zick but the first thing that really happens in this episode is um, John Wayne Gacy himself uh, tells the people interviewing him that he had, and I quote, no qualms about police going into his crawl space. And we'll figure out why he says he has no qualms later. Um, but at the top, this dude is a pathological liar.
0: Jesus. And
1: God, this is terrible. yeah, so he. <sighs> oof. It this is a rough one.
0: Um, I think I literally started off my first note with an upside down emoji. I think I forgot mm-hmm. at one point, it was just so crazy. I started saying sicko instead of putting upside down emojis, but mm-hmm. yes, yeah, like, um, the whole thing with John and everything, and like, well, it's a lot of John's and everything, but John Zick, it's like, yeah, his family's like, yo, we're kind of worried about him, this isn't him, and police are like, nah we don't really care.
1: Oh, he's just a runaway, you know, 17 year old boys that never really do anything like that they just run away
0: they just all of a sudden i'm like you know what i've never had any of these traits but now all of a sudden i'm just dipping out because that makes perfect sense right
1: yeah he just got a new job and then he's just leaving he's a senior in high school and he's gonna graduate soon but he just ran away
0: it makes no sense and i got a new job i didn't tell y'all so i just left
1: yep yep no warning nothing he had what like Four brothers and sisters, and we hear from a, one of his brothers and his only one, sister. The, yeah, the other sister. Yeah. Yeah, but it's absolutely terrible. I think he was actually maybe 19 years old when he disappeared. Um, I can't remember if he was under really
0: that or not. You might have been right with 17. I can't remember either.
1: Yeah, 17 or 19,
0: but either way. These age he did ranges not just run just... away. Yeah. yeah, these age ranges are all just, you know, and it's, it's going to even worse in episode four because it's like everyone isn't just you know if there's a common denominator it's like you eventually got to realize hey you know knock 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 there's a <laughs> there's one thing happening with all these dudes why don't we catch this
1: yeah. all these like teenage boys are just going missing in des Plaines, illinois and also i did write down i had no idea how old john wayne gacy was when he got arrested
0: which time, the was, time? um
1: yeah when they uh, arrested him after the robert Pieced
0: okay disappearance gotcha he was gotcha
1: he was 36 years old that man looks 55 yeah he's aging in all those like, pictures
0: he's aging like milk
1: oh my god like that's been sitting out in the sun like it Okay, he is a disgusting person for a number of reasons, but also this man just looks so old. Uh, <laughs> but it really creeped me out and cuz I have a lot of friends that are in that age range and Jesus Christ. I guess you know murdering a bunch of people and stashing them it, it kind of yeah, <laughs> sucks the life out of you, right? <laughs> Way on you a bit, yeah. Jesus. But, yeah. So this is yeah, right when we're finding the bodies and they're uh Slowly bringing them out of the crawl space
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's my next note. I'm like, oh, they found bones. And then the sicko had a nerd to be smiling in his mugshot.
1: He was. It's such a creepy Jesus mugshot. He just Christ. has this, like, I won't say genuine, I guess genuine smile because he knows exactly what he's done and what they're going to find. But also, he doesn't think that anything's going to come up this. He's never been in real trouble before. Like he's been arrested multiple times and nothing's really happened. He's always been like set free and can live his life like normal. So like, why would this be any different? It's just a really chilling mugshot.
0: I want to go back to young Kaylee, you know, like the first time you kind of (laughs) got into this sick obsession that you have personally (laughs) sure thank you (laughs) when you got into him and you saw this mugshot for the first time because I I feel I feel like I've seen this before but this was my first Mm -hmm. time like putting a name to the face and all that stuff you know oh wow so yeah I I feel like I've seen I just couldn't it didn't pop in you know my head like that so what was your initial thought on like your first time seeing this like a long time ago so
1: when I first saw this mugshot um I had heard and read about all of his crimes before I actually saw his picture and this was the first picture that I saw of him so yikes uh seeing him well looking like how he looks and also smiling it was really really um disturbing I guess chilling Uh, yeah disturbing and it just made me really uncomfortable because I think like I said in the last episode he just kind of also looks like a normal random dude that I see on the street every day, which is like even creepier because he lived in a suburban neighborhood. I mean, he had a wife and kids. It, w- it just really uh, got to me, but, you know, most mostly disgust that <laughs> this is the guy that committed these terrible crimes
0: completely understandable um last thing i got with this little section or whatever um yeah so he said yeah it's about 28 of them buried underneath the house huh mm. huh <laughs> what yeah
1: yeah i think i think it came down to there are 29 bodies in or around the house 27 yes. were in his crawl space One was under, buried under the walkway to the garage. And one was under the barbecue pit in the backyard where he hosted like a bunch of parties where hundreds of people would come. And I think we've talked about that a little bit last episode too. Right. And then there were still four more in the river. Yeah. Because he ran out of space. Like he just ran out of space. Yeah.
0: And we're going to get to the smell later on, Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Which,
0: I mean, thank God I don't think I've ever smelled, you know, dead flesh. Death, yeah. So I don't really know what that exactly is like. But, I mean, I can just imagine it's not the most pleasant of things.
1: Um, I think I haven't either. Um, but I think it not only is it extremely unpleasant, it is, from everyone who talks about it, very um, distinct like you know as soon as you smell like rotting flesh that that's what it is it could be nothing else and yeah we'll talk a little bit later um, we hear from his I want maybe second wife Carol um, and her thoughts on the smell in the house but um, oh. this episode and Darius I really want to get your thoughts on this I think about eight and a half minutes into this episode we're talking about Robert Peest, who was the last boy that uh, John Wayne Gacy kidnapped and murdered. So yes. the, they sort of go over like how this happened. He uh, walked out of the pharmacy where he was at. His mom was waiting for him on the other side. He saw John Wayne Gacy and said, hey, I heard you're looking for people to work for your contracting business. Um, do you need any help? I, I would like a job. And so Gacy invites him into his car yeah. to fill out a quick, a quick application. Then oops, oops. John Wayne Gacy doesn't have the right paperwork. So he convinces Robert Peast to go back to his house. And, and, you know, Robert Peast is like, well, my mom's are out front. He's like, no, no, no. I'll bring you right back. Don't worry. Well, he obviously never comes back. And then this is where we're introduced
0: to the handcuff trick. So you, you, I think I wrote um, five upside down emojis on this one
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I kept writing peace instead of pieced, and I was like, I mean, ah, oh, <laughs> these names, man, these names, yeah. And this is when I wrote the handcuff and the rope trick. So before I get into like you know his back into his sister, shout out to Karen. Um, you know, way in better detail. I mean, the hand. How about this? I will explain the handcuff trick because I understood that. But after, mm-hmm. I want you to explain the rope trick because I'm a little okay. bit confused, and I think I even rewound and was just like, "Nah, dog, I'm I'm lost still." So on mm-hmm. the handcuff trick, you know, and they even explain how he did it with Robert Peast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: where he's like, "Yo, you know, I'm gonna put these handcuffs on, da 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 da," and he can get himself out of there. And he's, like, "Oh shit, how'd you do it?" So he's like, "Wait, wait, wait I'm gonna do it." And he's like, you can't do it because I have the fucking key. Even saying that shit yeah. like, to you over this damn Zoom is just creepy. Yeah, no. It I'm is... creeped out just repeating that shit.
1: And it sounds like something that happened in a horror movie. It's dead-ass Hannibal
0: Lecter or some shit, yeah.
1: you Yeah, you heard the killer in this movie say that, and you're like, no one would say that in real life, because, yeah, he or, would or, explain or my faith, that.
0: Or, or my fave mm-hmm. or whatever, because <laughs> we're talking about keys or whatever. You ever seen uh Get Out? Yeah. Oh,
1: where's, yeah. where's the keys,
0: Rose? You're not going to give you these keys, babe.
1: Oh, God. I almost
0: wanted to sink into my damn seat when that shit happened. Seriously, but, but, oh, but my go God. Ahead, continue.
1: No, so, like, what John Wayne Gacy would do, he would explain... Like, yeah, so I am a clown for kids' birthday parties. And here are some of the tricks that I do. And then just like you said, he would put the handcuffs on himself, kind of struggle with them for a minute, and then pull his hands from behind his back. And the handcuffs are off. And he'd be like, do you want to try? So Robert Peace actually handcuffed himself because it was a trick and he could get out, right? But then he couldn't. He's like, I don't, I don't know how to get out of this. And then John Wayne Gacy reaching into his pocket, pulling this key out and says, the trick is you have to have the key. And that has just got to be one of the most, the most horrifying moment of these kids' lives, right? Like, they know that, like, oh, shit, something changed. And it's yeah. about to get really bad. Even if they don't fully realize it, just knowing that your hand cu- your hands are bound and, like, oh, shit.
0: You're in this, this dude's, guy- like, basement and shit.
1: Yeah. Like, he did this on purpose. Like, having that sink in, I can't imagine what these poor children must have felt. Horrible. So, he does the handcuff trick to get them um, bound, right? So, they can't use their hands anymore. They can't really fight back. Um, But he also describes what he calls the rope trick, which is... Jesus Christ. He puts a rope around their neck, ties... Like two knots, and then sticks like a wooden handle or something in between these knots and essentially just twists it, twists it three or four times. And the rope's just tightening around the victim's necks the whole time until they suffocate. So he's just mm. using this to kill them. And he calls it, he's like, Well, the rope trick. And the whole time, um, if you, whoever is listening hasn't watched this yet, this documentary the way he talks about this is just so nonchalant like just very clinical like oh well i did this like of course that is how i did the rope trick it was that as like me
0: it was like you explaining something to me like last time we saw each other whatever oh have you seen such and such or whatever just like a casual (laughs) conversation like yeah no this is how i this is how i killed people like what the fuck
1: yeah this is just what i would do i would do the handcuff trick and then the rope trick, and then I would disrobe them and then assault them
0: yeah. uh,
1: sexually, typically. A lot of that going um, on in
0: episode, these episodes.
1: A lot, yeah. It's trigger warning, a lot of uh, sexual assault and rape. Um, but what, I don't know why this was like even more fucked up. So all of these things happened. Um, Robert Peace had been handcuffed. He had been essentially strangled and assaulted. And then during this, John Wayne Gacy got a phone call and left to take it. And then when he comes back, Robert Peace is just dead. Like he just died on this dude's floor. Huh. And once again, like I wrote again, this dude has absolutely no emotion during his confession. And it, like, it's not even like like when I say no emotion, he's not remorseful. He's not clearly really enjoying it there's just like nothing there
0: it's absolutely ridiculous atrocious i mean insert all the words you know you yeah, seriously like. and then
1: yeah and gacy did several confessions or gave several confessions and i guess if anything they were a performance to him where he probably to some degree did like telling investigators these things that he did and that's i mean you know extremely fucked up there's no other words for it like i can't imagine one what these investigators were thinking at the time but then two he's just like well if i get to do it again like second second show coming on like he he did like it yeah
0: um the, the next thing i have uh so we, we go back to his sister and everything and uh oh well okay the next two things so you know they, they're finding all the bodies mm-hmm. of jesus christ and his sister like she literally broke down in tears because she just found out Yo, my brother is a monster like which mm-hmm. is another body then another body then another body and it's like i mean i don't even joke over and do the oprah right now and have you gonna run you gonna like like that's what that's what the hell's going on and then it just turned into this giant ass you know like it's about to be in jacksonville whatever with Tivo, a spectacle you know like what in the hell is happening
1: definitely when the investigators were pulling bodies out of uh gacy's house so it's Um, The 22nd of December, I think, in Illinois, and it is an extremely cold winter, but then like hundreds of people are gathered outside of his house every day to watch. Would you have went? Um, Ooh. Well, I guess no one could tweet about it at the time. It's like yeah, 78 there's, there's no or whatever. Twitter, so it's, it's, it's only you know? the
0: news, on, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if I was in the neighborhood, I wouldn't drive to go see it. But, you know, if there's a big crowd outside my house, I'd probably be like, what's going on? But I don't know if I could watch these um, investigators and stuff pull out body, after, out body after body after parts, body. It's
0: like, ah, this and the the pictures at this point, guys, like you just have to watch the doc, man, or like I'm pretty sure you can probably Google it too. But the pictures and the videos and them just getting all the stuff out or whatever the still shots. Oh my gracious, man! Like, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm getting trashed by I don't want to. I want to think about this.
1: Yeah, no, it's really, really hard to think about, especially when in the documentary they incorporate this footage from that time, and you just see um, four men carrying out a stretcher, and a body is clearly. Um, on the stretcher it's covered up with you know a white sheet or whatever and then they just load them into the ambulances and take them away and they were pulling out like two to three maybe four bodies per day Mm. they had to get to 29 bodies in that house Jesus. and so you're talking about multiple days they are just like uncovering bones at this point so they went in here thinking that they were going to find robert peace's body and that was it and then they did some literal digging and continued to find body after body after body and these were clearly murders that didn't happen recently because they're bones at this point they're
0: years old i only have one way to kind of you know because I mean, everyone knows or whatever you know it's no bite stone movie whatever i gotta bring humor to shit like, all the only thing I'm thinking of is, like, yo, my man's just trying to, like, dig himself to China. Like, like, how deep is this hole, man? Like...
1: Yeah, I I don't know how... Um, <laughs> I don't know how big the crawl space was. But they did say that these were, like, kind of shallow trenches that yeah. the bodies were buried in. And John Wayne Gacy apparently has a really good memory because when mm, he's in custody, mm. he yes. draws... Uh, detectives a uh, map of the crawl space and then starts it, so it's like imagine drawing a big rectangle on a piece of paper and that is the outline of the crawl space and then a bunch of smaller rectangles within it and he's numbering them and putting like initials and stuff and these are the locations that he drew are exactly where they found the bodies he knew exactly where they were it was careful i mean he he gave them this information they were like it was dead on
0: Right, like legit that's that's the next note i have or whatever my man mm-hmm. has the sickest memory ever like what in the hell like if he like yeah. legit i could probably give you an exact diagram of my apartment i've been here like four or five years you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like my, my workspace you know i do the, like what i do for work or whatever i have i have that like the back of my hand or whatever because i do the same things i just rotate yeah. spots but like bodies don't because this is where we find out, yo. They're like, yo, where's Robert Peast at? And he's like, uh, I'll throw him over the bridge in the river. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, he drew. He drove him out to whatever bridge, um, whatever the river was. But he just. Uh, they're like, so how did you move the body from the car to the river? And he says, I just opened up the trunk and dumped him right in. Just threw him off the bridge, just right into the river. And once again, this is winter in illinois the river um well it's not completely iced over because they do find the body downstream later but there's a ton of ice so this causes a lot of problems for investigators trying to recover rob peace's body and this um, is my thing but yeah too.
0: just dump some right in this, this is my thing too because like i mean it's a little bit different ever since like you know coming out to greenville but like back in goldsboro i mean it might be sometimes where like yo, i could be the only person on the road but it's still kind of rare but like mm-hmm. my god like when do you just be like yeah i'm gonna just put a body in the trunk or whatever wait till no one's around
1: and just like... jump in. yeah yeah i have literally no idea what this man was thinking at the time or any of the times right like i mean who hides bodies under their house and then we get to i think this is where we um okay. hear from carol his wife yeah and one of the big things she touches is she touches on is um the smell in the house Mm. and she specifically said that the house smelled like dead rats and that she was uh she kept bugging John Wayne Gacy like you need to figure out you need to get someone in here or figure out what's going on because there's something dead under there there is something dead under the house and he's like no there's not no there's not and then she was like well there was something dead under the house but she didn't expect it to be that
0: And I think they legit talk about like, it was literally under one of the daughter's rooms.
1: Yeah, the crawlspace was like right beside the youngest uh, stepdaughter's room, which is like so many more shades of fucked up. Like that you would, this isn't even like a single man's house. This isn't a weird uh, grim bachelor pad type scenario. Like he had a wife and uh, stepdaughters during this point. And still stashing bodies under under the uh house in the crawl space.
0: <laughs> it's like absolutely I mean I'ma keep saying insane because I just don't even know what other word to like come out.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: This is where we get to um the two the, the two boys that we talked about from last episode and we're gonna talk about them on next one as well. Um David mm-hmm. Cram and mm-hmm. Mike Rossi. And, yep. I mean, Gacy's like, yo, they were pretty much getting paid off to dig and everything, pour off the, pour lime and everything, et cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So these were his two, like, teenage uh, accomplices, maybe. Um, but one thing that is for sure they did uh, was to go and dig these, like, shallow trenches in the crawl space. So the way the crawl space is set up, um, it's really hard to get into. And you have to sort of crawl on your stomach to move around in it at least you know John Wayne Gacy did um and so he had a hard time maneuvering down there so he paid these kids to dig these shallow trenches telling them that it was for uh plumbing work
0: oh god yeah I wrote that down later because I'm like plumbing my plumbing my G plumbing
1: yeah so that's what he said and then he's also like but if they didn't know what was going on then they were fucking stupid but they maintain that they had no idea they did not assist in the killing or burying of bodies. Yeah,
0: I'm going to get to my but, thoughts on that one later on because I, I, yeah. you know, I'm i going to call certain things, but I'm going to save that because I'm going to yell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but these two, these two guys come back in um, to the story a little bit because Mike Rossi was actually driving John Zick's old white Plymouth. So when John Zick disappeared, one of the main things um was that they found his car in a parking lot like unlocked and it was his like pride and joy he's a teenage kid he loves his car and he just left it <laughs> like if he was gonna run away too like why wouldn't you take your car
0: yeah like how am i just getting around on foot like come on dog.
1: yep yep it's the and
0: what is this the 80s right 70s 80s
1: this is late 70s yeah
0: yeah i mean it's not the 20s like you're not we're not just or not even 20s like it's not the 18s we're not just going on foot and fucking horseback and shit
1: yeah seriously yeah and so what you need to know too is that all these disappearances of these kids john gacy's connected to them or several of them and once again he's connected to this one because uh, John Wayne Gacy convinced police that Zick John Zick needed money to leave town, so he sold John Wayne Gacy his car, and that's and then in turn, John Wayne Gacy sold the car to Mike Rossi, and that's why he has the car now. And you get to another really heartbreaking part of this episode where the family is like, We tried to tell the police, yep, but they weren't listening, they weren't listening. And this could have been stopped years before it actually was stopped. But they did so different listening. times,
0: but yeah. Because I literally just, wrote down, oh you know, Zick just, you know, he gets tied up in Gacy's crap and police yeah. not doing their jobs, you know, dot dot dot. And then mm-hmm. Gregory Godzik, who we're gonna talk about, you know, on this and then the oh, next wait. episode as well,
1: just straight up disappears. His, yeah, sorry, Godzik, the next guy we're gonna talk about, they found his car in a parking lot not um john zix either way cars are being left (laughs) everywhere because these kids aren't running away they're being murdered and then all their shit's left and then these kids mike rossi and david cram are like inheriting their cars different uh items from these victims and yeah it's just really really fucked up so yeah we get to gregory godzik next
0: yeah because like this is my this is not even my favorite part or whatever but it's one of my parts where it's just like okay dog i get it but it's like oh well no no no, um he sold me the car and i gave it to rossi like no like what 17 whatever 18 you know is selling his car and for for what
1: i at that time i don't even know because it talks about one of the kids had a job paying 225 an hour so i don't know it's 500 dollars a lot of money then how much does a car go for i don't know but like, isn't it just such a perfect story that like, oh, he need, yeah, he needed money to leave town. So he sold me his car and that explains everything away. And please don't look at me any further because you're definitely not going to find skeletons in my closet or basement. And they do. We've already talked about that. It's not a spoiler, <laughs> but yeah. still, he just has these way of explaining weird things like this away to the police and the police are like okay sounds
0: great um next part we got up here and everything because i have two things for it and then i'm gonna let you go in (sighs) (sighs) so just one long note so gacy talks about how he has you know other boys and they were all like different sexual experiences and everything and some of them didn't die and you know i'm gonna hear a story about that later on Mm -hmm. but this is where we get into the tale of jeffrey or jeff Rick Rign- Rignall,
1: Rignall, who mm-hmm.
0: tells a story like, Hey, you want some weed? Okay, yeah. And Jeffrey is an openly gay man. Mm-hmm. He's like, Yo, you know, I'm down, but he pretty much gets abducted. I mean, there's chloroform all over his face. They show his face multiple times. You know, we're gonna talk the about this story picture after, yeah. yeah. And it's like, he goes to the police and was like, Yo, this shit happened. And they're just like, I mean, yeah." it's gay thing, so we can't really do anything about it, and y- y'all know me, man. Y'all know I'm good. Trust Kaylee's super good the same way and everything. Like, mm-hmm. w- we are not judging anybody, no type of stuff or whatever, but even, I mean, I mm-hmm. get it's the 70s, but this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there's... It's kind of like we were <laughs> talking like off no air and on the last episode
1: about Dahmer yeah. and
0: everything. It's like, well, oh no, this is my lover, and they're like, oh, okay, we don't want to touch that.
1: Yeah, it's the police just see... Um, an openly gay man who said I've been assaulted and then go well it was probably consensual because that's how gay sex works right there's no assault or rape associated with it so we don't know what to do and we think it's icky so we're not going to do anything um, about it and (sighs) he okay so back up Jeffrey Rignall is like Standing on a street corner, like I think he's like walking home or something, and then Gacy yeah. pulls over, asks him if he wanted to smoke a joint. He got in the car. Gacy places a uh, chloroform so rag over his face. He passes out, and he's just like coming to, and then gets chloroformed again, and then that happens several times, and then he wakes up at Gacy's house, and so we're hearing all of this um, Jeffrey Rignall's experience from his partner at the time and who says that jeffrey was the love of his life and it's just so heartbreaking um but he wakes up and he's strapped down or strapped to some chains that are holding suspending him in the air and he was drugged and beaten and raped over and over and over again and then gacy drugs him again and then takes him to a city park and just dumps him there
0: i, I know we're going to speak more about Rignall in the next episode as well but i just have a quick question mm-hmm. and you know hey, for everyone listening to whatever too also i don't want to know anything whatever i just hypothetical stuff for the pot because i you know i'm i'm new to this i don't know any of this stuff how easy it just how easy is it just to get chloroform or is it just the 70s like what the hell's going on with that that threw me it, off a little bit, and I said I was I was gonna ask you because I you know,
1: yeah. So well, one thing so you see in movies all the time like people like horror movies, people get their face covered with a rag and they like immediately pass out, or right? Wh- whatever, it's like instantaneous. Uh, but it's also, not it's like a ra- that it's, inst- it's a
0: wrestling trope from back in the day. They don't do it as much anymore uh, because you know. Oh, weird. But yeah, back <laughs> in the day it, that. that happened to Undertaker one time. or Whatever, like he got he got smothered by a chloroform rag and like passed out, and they're like oh, he didn't lose the match. Like he got you know chlor- chloroform Super so that's, been weird. Done in, that's been done in wwe so. okay
1: some fun crossover there the venn diagram is slowly we're overlapping um but when i have you know surprisingly never looked into uh, where one could access chloroform. Yeah, I'm just Somehow like, how like, it seemed extremely accessible. Right, they're the making time. this seem
0: like like in the movies and shit, oh yeah, just go to the hardware yeah. store or whatever. Yeah, the chloroforms in the back or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the yeah, fuck?
1: Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, I have no idea where he got it. But it also takes a minute, uh, several minutes, for someone to, like, be co- consistently breathing this in, like, through a rag to pass out. So it's a struggle this whole time. And, but Gacy just keeps doing it. And he can't fight back.
0: Face. His face, legit, yeah. like, I mean, okay, I'm not even trying to say anything or whatever, because God bless, this is not even a joke. His face looked like he, his. it, it looked like he, his face got burned by, like, fucking, uh, what do you call it, sauna coals. Yeah, he- We've all been in a so sauna before. Y'all Y'all seen, y'all seen yeah. the coals. You're not supposed to touch them. You just throw water on them for steam.
1: Yeah, and, it. Oh God, this picture is so heartbreaking. So it's just of his face after this brutal attack. And it's swollen. It's red. He's clearly been beaten. And in what I can only assume is just this weird gay panic response from police. They, once again, assumed that Rignall's encounter with Gacy was consi- consensual because police just didn't know how to deal with gay people at the time, which is
0: just or probably no.
1: so insane, insane to me. Yeah, I mean, probably not super great now, especially depending on where you are but at that time they were just like "Ooh, we don't know so sorry so then rignall gets pissed of course understand he does his own investigation yes ma'am so he kind of noticed the license plate because he had to walk around the car to get into the car initially and he heard some planes so he knew he was near the airport so that gave him kind of a place to start so he and his partner staked out the probable spot where he thought he was for three to four weeks as often as they could go out there and sit there they sat there for three to four weeks until they saw Gacy's car and followed him so they're just sitting there and he sees the car and he's like that's it we need to go so they got his license plate number and they went to the police and said no this is the guy that did this to me and he tried to get charges against Gacy but police didn't help again, even though he was like, "This is the car, this is the guy." And I mean, so this guy survived, John Wayne Gacy. Um, they found thirty-three bodies. So, how many people did he end up assaulting? Like, how many bodies have we not found? How many people got away and literally didn't say anything, were ignored, or you know, whatever? Didn't it? Didn't get investigated?
0: Or even shit sounds so crazy. Like, a, a lot of people might not even believe you, because you're like, like yeah. yo, like, you, you're telling me you just like, and that happened? That is not like some yeah. shit sort of out of a movie.
1: Seriously, and it is so gross how the news characterized these victims at the time. Oh,
0: God, yeah, that's gonna upset me next episode, which we're about yeah.
1: So they played a few clips from um, news segments at the time, and because these guys were gay... Or assumed to be gay or whatever, they were just like homosexual prostitutes and da 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 da. And just like there's this weird air of like kind of blaming them yeah for what legit. happened to them. And it's disgusting. This is like airing on like your nightly news. And so it's just so gross looking back on it. It was gross then, but it's not, you know, it was more accepted then, at least accepted enough to be on the news. And Once again, we find out that Gacy's come into contact with police more than six times for related crimes like assault and rape and other things. But because the police won't believe Jeffrey Rignall or look into these other disappearances of these boys because they just label them as runaways, he continues to do this. So I think Jeffrey Rignall's what happened to him happened two years before Gacy got caught. And so they had just listened to him and did even a small amount of investigation. This story would have been different. It would have been terrible, of course, but it would have
0: more boys. Could have it been would have saved. been different. Yeah. Um, what yeah. is the last note you have for part three? Because I'm gonna let you go first. I'm going to read literally the last thing I got, I got written down before we go into part four.
1: The last thing I have written down is. Don Wayne Gacy, when he's being arrested, says to someone, I'm never gonna spend a day in jail for this.
0: Yo, I'm telling you, that shit was so haunting. And I I mean, shout out to Peacock or you know, whoever did this documentary because they killed this Netflix part of just they make you want to go to the next part because they end these shits off incredible. That's exactly what I wrote down to. He was like, I'm never gonna do a, a day in you know in jail for this. I'm like, you know. Why would he expect to?
1: He's had literally almost no consequences thus far in his life. Why would he think that 29 bodies under his house is going to be any different?
0: I I literally end these episodes off and I'm like, ah, damn, I don't promise Kaylee and and the fans or whatever, but I'm going to keep going because I'm just more (laughs) and more terrified at the end of every episode. I'm like, Jesus. Um, Yeah. Any final takes before we get into part four?
1: Um, no, all I'm thinking about is part four and how much of a piece of shit we continually see John Wayne Gacy being. And that really leads into the next part. But yeah, this episode, I did like how they did it. They focused on a lot of the victims through the their families. And um, it really, you know, puts... Names to the faces, and you hear more about their stories and their lives, and that sometimes gets lost in true crime. So I thought that was nice, um, right. but it also made it um, immensely more tragic.
0: Legit, like I have so much more notes for this one and everything. So we are on part four by reason of insanity. All right, so um, first thing I got written for this one, we'll have we start off with, um, him breaking down his four different personalities, you know, he's like, well, w- w- which one are you talking about? You talking about the congressman? You talking about the clown? You talking about the family man? We're talking about the businessman. Uh, Side so note, know I let you go into and everything and all this, you know, of course he's going to try and plead for insanity. Also, I feel like it's the seventies too. So like, this is kind of like a new thing. They might not know as much about that yet. I mean, compared to us in 2021, of course, but an anime i gotta get you on or whatever it's one of my actual favorites it's my top three it's called yu yu Hakusho, and on the third i don't want to say act but like the third chapter or whatever kind of Mm so there's this one guy not you know without spoiling whatever to you but the people who know you know you know Yu yu Hakusho is a classic anime um there's this guy shinobu sensui and the thing with sensui is like he has seven different personalities all with different you know like Mm. the main character's like fighting one of them or whatever who's like the kind of nicer one and then he goes into like a different form where like he's a crazy asshole with like a gun for an arm and shit he's a psychopath and then you know we get another side later on or whatever where he's like calm and collective but that's like the most dangerous Mm -hmm. one because he doesn't care at all about emotion and that was the first thing it took me to and i was like you know i don't think you're actually like an anime type person but like you would appreciate the huh for this to be written in like the early 90s is pretty dope.
1: Oh no. Okay. So I I really like some anime like I need to finish Attack on Titan nice. and there are other ones that I like really really like so I am down to watch that for sure. Um but yeah, so Jesus Christ. This dude sucks so much. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> he had I think there were 13 psychiatrists that um Examined him. I think six were hired for the defense and seven were hired for the prosecution. And so some people were like, he's totally fine. He's just a murderous asshole. And then other people were like, well, maybe he has multiple personalities. Maybe he has some sort of antisocial disorder. And you know what? The only Emotion that John Wayne Gacy shows in these interviews is when things are kind of said about him. Yeah. So he's like, Yeah, I don't know where those four personalities came from. I was talking to people and I was like, Well, who do you want to talk to? Do you want to talk to the businessman, the family man, whatever, whatever? Yeah. And so he seemed kind of offended that people thought that he could have multiple personalities. When he's but the one he that kind of it. relies on it later. And it's just, and not even those. He comes up with a alter ego kind of oh god yeah we're gonna talk about that name we're gonna talk about
0: that name because i wrote it down i was like ah oh, shit um yeah. we're at robert uh price's body right before it gets found and everything you know like everything you spoke about earlier and everything like the river and the water mm-hmm. really messed his body up um they found 29 bodies underneath the house at this point and about three in the river and you know Eventually they end up finding Robert's body. His family can get a little bit of closure. I mean, at least to mm-hmm. still fucking sucks, but my God, I'm just like, and and yeah. like there's sh- like you said, they're showing the families, and we're gonna get more into families and the, the 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 stuff they have to deal with, like their sons being murdered to this asshole.
1: Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. So Robert Pice is the last victim found in a river. And, you know, they I think one of the investigators came to Gacy. And so if you remember from our previous episode, Gacy was really upset because he was in jail or in prison at the time when his dad died and he couldn't go. So he didn't have that closure. So they kind of like level with him, And they're like, hey, you know how you didn't have closure. Let's not do that to this family. Like, where is he? What did you do? So then that's how they sort of find Robert Peist's body. And then we sort of immediately transitioned to John Wayne Gacy. And I have so many question marks written over my page right now. <laughs> he said, there was no confession. He oh, says that he never confessed. My God. And then Damn. I wrote, Gacy is an idiot.
0: Yeah, which we know. To...
1: We know that. But Jesus Christ.
0: We're back to his interviews and everything or whatever from 92. Which, I mean, God bless the year we were born. Or was it just Now
1: <laughs> No, it's born 92. Okay.
0: I'm like, do you have an early or late birthday? I would be forgetting. But he's but, like, there's no confession and everything. Like, I, if there was a confession, they would be doing all this and everything. And the cops are like, well, no, he's full of shit. Yeah. Like, duh. He
1: cuts to the cops, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't have to be recorded. It would be nice if we could record it, but he didn't want that. It would be nice if we there's could multiple print off a statement around, and like have him sign it. We're taking not lying detailed about notes. This. Yeah, and so he thinks like, well, I didn't sign anything. It wasn't recorded, which he refused to do. So he's like, so there was no confession. It's like, "Hey, buddy, you fucking moron, this doesn't hold up." Like, "Yes, you did confess multiple times." God, he's such an idiot. Oh my god.
0: We we go back to his sister and everything, and she's just like, "I don't understand it because it's like, you know, he's such a smart individual, but like he's just fucking evil." Which Yeah. I felt super bad for all of the families of course yeah.
1: I really feel bad for her sister as well I know because she, didn't God, she, she doesn't didn't have ask... the last
0: name or whatever because you can imagine trying to I be know. like Karen Gacy and everything with all this shit I like no nah, like please no Like, I'm Kuzma now
1: yeah seriously yeah I felt really really bad for a sister because she's just talking about this like the brother she knew and grew up with and she's just baffled by his crimes and she says he's like two different people because she knows one of those you know the normal well, well, one which, which one call him that.
0: the family man? which
1: one it might be the <laughs> i don't know
0: this to the clown
1: not the second murderer yeah maybe it's a clown kai uh, he sucks so much but yeah she's like he's like two different people and you just feel really bad because for for his sister um because you can see her trying to understand it even as she's talking about it and how she can't understand it because th- she didn't see any of this it's and a lot of us it, yeah no
0: yeah. <laughs> that part
1: <laughs> yeah but i don't know that every time they go to his sister or his mom later we'll talk about his mom oh, oh Jesus my god Christ, yeah. Marian, RIP. i'm sure she's dead i'm sorry yeah. um but yeah then we kind of we kind of get to um Sam Amarante who is John Wayne Gacy's attorney, who had just started his own private practice, and then he represents Gacy. And uh, <laughs> this dude, also, I don't. It was the seventies. It was a different style, but that is here. Oh yes, my god! Yes, yes.
0: Always <laughs> he was wearing because- a helmet. Well, oh, I was yeah, I was gonna say, you know, because I don't like to use the, the abbreviated version or whatever, because I'm like, no, I don't like saying that word or whatever. I don't wouldn't want nobody calling me that. So I say Jewish. But that that mm-hmm. fro, man, like as someone who has had a fro back in the day, I will say oh my god, I want to see pictures. It's classic, man. We gotta go, I gotta go back in the archives <laughs> and find those. But um, yeah. as, as someone who's worn a fro back in the day, whatever I was not offended because I mean that was the style and everything. I mean, we we've seen Hall yeah. Notes. Um, your guy, um bob ross you know bob ross rocked it yeah but just i I saw this dude and everything and like i didn't i don't want to sit here and call him disgusting because i get what it is and everything like we we've seen characters like this all throughout history but Mm -hmm. just imagine one of your first high profile people being john wayne fucking gacy
1: but also the fact that like you know i understand that everyone has a right to an attorney and to be represented in the court of law yes that is like one of the main tenants of our justice system and it'd be really fucked up if we didn't have that but this guy wasn't like assigned to his case he mm-hmm. said I'm going to be John Wayne Gacy's attorney and you know what some law- lawyers just can be smarmy and gross and the way he goes about like I don't know trying to defend this man I'm just like oh my god are you serious but yeah at this time we go to one of the prosecutors and at the time that this case was uh, approaching going to trial, they were like, Well, you have 29 or 33 bodies. Like, there's no way you can lose, right? And that, but these prosecutors were worried about losing this case because, like the title of this episode, they're going for the insanity defense.
0: It, <sighs> this is where we get introduced to another alter ego as he refers to. Jack Hanley, who's the real killer?
1: Yep, and so Jack Hanley is like the only alter ego that John Wayne Gacy really claims. Um, but yeah, he kept changing his stories, and he made up this other personality named Jack Hanley, and he's doing this. Fucking he, Kaiser, he prosecutor, get the fuck out of here! Like, oh my god! But he's trying to inject a multiple personality disorder into his defense because he's thinking oh i'm kind of smart i can do this i'll be crazy and i won't be sentenced to death i'll just live out my days in a nice psychiatric hospital and that'll be that but what did they find in his house but a book on criminal procedure with the chapter on the insanity defense bookmarked
0: (laughs) you might as well just got like a big ass like you know highlighter or whatever and was just like you know here we go i'm gonna I'm do
1: this when inevitably they find all the dead boys in my basement like j cole dude, talked
0: about it on the entire album whatever people i hear self-stention
1: there and he did right like over and over again jesus christ but yeah so he has this <laughs> book um about the insanity defense and guess what he tries to do just that so then we go to trial in, on february 6th in 1980 jesus And at this point, they've only identified 22 of the 33 victims.
0: Mm.
1: And this episode is, it's so emotional and it's truly moving as you hear comments from uh, the families of these boys reflecting on how they felt going into the trial and what they felt um, testifying because a lot of these people had to testify in this trial
0: it it and gets god it gets really rough here and like I, I wrote that down too like it's really hard for the families i mean understandable mm-hmm. like like a lot of people lost their sons you know what i'm saying like
1: yeah
0: parents you know brothers sisters that like you know you lost your brother you lost your you know everything like if people lost their yeah. child like we, we it got really in depth and the, this part before we get to my next part of the notes You know, when the BS that the defense tries to pull or whatever, as far as like the board of victims or whatever, oh no, you can only show one at a time.
1: Yeah. So what the um, prosecution does is they have this giant board and they have each of the last names of the victims of the known victims. And then, you know, unidentified number one, two, three, et cetera. And they have their pictures. And as they talk about each of the victims, they put their picture on the board to, really show you like look you in the like look the jury in the face and go each of these boys lives are taken and then the defense argues against it and the judge rules that they can only have the picture of the boy they're talking about up on the board and so one of the prosecutors is like you know we have this huge blank board with just one picture on it and it just looks like an empty grave because you have all these missing spots for these boys pictures but we can't check them i know it was oh absolutely
0: in emphatically in, in you know all the words i can't even talk right now my god and <laughs> Seriously. you know we, we get back to your joint and here's another one of my upside down emojis mm. yeah we're gonna talk about the cuff and the rope trick in court jesus christ
1: yeah so is this where we talk about anthony antonucci another guy that got away
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you got the name because I was like, oh fuck, I didn't get the name quick enough.
1: Yeah. So Anthony Antonucci was a former PDM contracting employee who um one weekend, he was 17 years old at the time. One weekend his parents were away and John Wayne Gacy came over. And this is something that he did often. Um he would come over or have people come over to his house, and he would have some what they were called at the time, stag films. He'd bring a bunch of porn, and they would watch them. But this kid, Anthony Antonucci, was a high school wrestler. Yes. And John Wayne Gacy knew that and said, "Hey, show me some wrestling moves." And so they started wrestling. And John Wayne Gacy gets one handcuff on Anthony's wrist, and then somehow gets the other cuff on him. But they're wrestling, and everything's kind of chaotic. So John Wayne Gacy leaves after he handcuffs Anthony. But he notices that his, the second cuff is not on very tight. Mm-hmm. So he pulls his hand out. Of oh, his no, no. Cuff. He
0: went in depth about how he yeah. re- was ripping it off of. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh, I mean, yeah. These ain't our little Just, toy uh, handcuffs or whatever you had as a kid, guys.
1: Yeah. These are like real, real fucking handcuffs. Oh, and another thing um, I'll briefly mention is mm-hmm. so John and Casey had handcuffs but he also disguised his car as like a police car. He had this big spotlight and he'd go like cruising around and announce to these kids that they had to pull over and they thought it was a squad car. And this guy's just like cosplaying a policeman in literally the worst way. Um so he has these handcuffs but Anthony takes them off so when Gacy comes back, he like takes him down with a wrestling move.
0: I appreciate that. And then that
1: yeah and then so this kid's like a (laughs) high school wrestler he's big he's strong so he overpowers Gacy. he cuffs Gacy well first he grabs the key from Gacy uncuffs himself cuffs Gacy and then stays there Gacy's on his stomach his hands are cuffed behind his back and he is is trying to describe his mindset at the time and he was like I was calm I didn't know what really was going on I don't know why I was calm but I waited for John Wayne Gacy to calm down then he unhandcuffs John Wayne
0: Gacy. I didn't get that. And, I didn't. Yeah, it.
1: he, yeah, he, I, I, I don't know, but he unhandcuffs him and John Wayne Gacy kind of turns to him and goes, you're the first one that's not only gotten the handcuffs off, but has gotten them on me.
0: It was so creepy. And I felt like it was even more disgusting because I felt like he kind of turned him on in a way. Like do you mm. get that same vibe?
1: Yeah, like he was just like, ah, oh, I kind of met my match. But like also, he's probably fucking pissed because he wanted to rape and murder this kid. But it was almost like he had this weird respect for him. Like, oh, you got out of it. And then he just lets him go. Like John Wayne Casey just leaves. And that's it. <laughs> and like an new magic. No, it's gonna seem totally made up. Also, this kid who's 17 in high school, his parents are just away for the weekend. Like the amount of it doesn't really go into it, but I imagine this kid had some sort of feeling of shame. Like, I let this weird older dude come over and he played porn for me, and maybe we were drinking and smoking, and then this happens, and then he just left. So it's just this horrifying experience that Anthony Antonucci has to testify about in in the trial.
0: I I hope you have this dude's uh, name written as well and everything because uh, we get to his best friend, John Wayne Gacy's best friend. Ray Cornell. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Cornell was talking about like there was a, you know, uh, I want to say a victim, a survivor of Gacy's and he was pretty much staying in like the place like close to him and he was just so drunk and out of it on the stand and everything. And like, you know, like he was like, yeah, Donald Borky. I did. Mm-hmm. Say the name again.
1: Donald Borges.
0: Yeah, shout out, shout out to that survivor, man, because God bless. But you could tell it's like, yeah, it might have been over, but in his head, like he's still going through the trauma of having to deal with this complete psychopath. And this is where we got hit with one of the most quotable bars of this entire documentary. I want to say so far, because I don't know what the hell is coming up in five and six, but um. Ron, Ron, correct. Mm-hmm. No, Ray, 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 Ray. So Ray says after the fact he he goes and talks to his mom, which I'm like, dog, that totally me, I get it. And mm-hmm. he's like, it's so weird because he looks so normal, and his mom quotes and says, "Who told you the devil was ugly?"
1: I my wrote that down god. too. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, because like, hey. <laughs> yeah sure he looked normal but like normal looking people can do horrible things it's not not everyone's gonna you know look like the texas chainsaw massacre or like wearing someone else's like flesh as a mask like they can right. look normal but jesus Face christ off. when he said that's what his mom said i lost it i got like goosebumps who ever told you the devil was ugly preaching he also goes into detail, Ray Cornell, right? Gacy's former friend, uh, describing nightmares he had for years about Gacy showing up at his house and him putting a rope or a wire around his neck and strangling him.
0: So I, I like, went to the bathroom at this point and I came back and caught the mm-hmm. end of that and I was like, oh did that happen or was that like a, a nightmare? Like I was like I got goosebumps just even thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was just a nightmare that his friend had. But yeah, talking about Donald Voorhees a little bit. I mean, you just said this, but when they were getting ready for the trial, um, everyone was in a hotel, they each had their own hotel room, and so Ray had come into contact with Donald Voorhees, and he was visibly drunk the night before, and as they were awaiting for their times to testify at the trial, yeah, he said he was, like, openly drunk and, like, sobbing, Donald Voorhees, because he gacy had molested him
0: Mm.
1: and had caused him all this extreme trauma and like you said ray said he was a survivor but he wasn't a complete survivor so he was still dealing with this and so the judge um, eventually dismisses donald Voorhees because he can't answer some even basic questions because he's just so fucked up from everything that gacy's done to him and it's just so heartbreaking and it flashes to a picture of Donald's face or like a picture of him at the time. And he just looks like this sweet kid. He's got glasses and you're just like, oh my God.
0: The the, this the is, terror that he's had to endure from this. Yeah. Insane person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Up next, we've got another BS, you know, John Wayne Gacy interview where he was talking about like, I mean, you know, I wasn't doing anything or whatever. Like I, there was a kid and, you know, he pulled a knife on me and tried to come at me and everything like, what oh my god so Tim McCoy
1: is this kid in question he was John Wayne Gacy's first victim according to him and yeah so he said he was killed in self-defense that he was coming at Gacy with a knife and so,
0: so yeah I took that I body didn't... or whatever but like the rest of the bodies were framed against me
1: like yeah so he says he oh. didn't figure anyone else in the crawl space and he had no knowledge of them and he says that someone else Knew that they could use his crawlspace as burial grounds because he's like, well, yeah, I was probably drinking and high, and I probably told people. So then they just knew they could get in my house and bury bodies. Like, think about the logistics of that for a second. Like, I guess you're just like watching for Gacy and his fucking family to leave so you can stash a bunch of bodies under the ground. But also, kids, he's having paying kids to dig holes, but they're not finding any. like, this makes literally no fucking sense. This dude is a pathological liar. And will not completely confess. What
0: I, I, I he's know doing it there. sounds completely absurd to us and everything, of course, looking in retrospect, but how does this not sound insane in 1980? Like how does it, it not? Had to have. It, it had it, to have. Somebody it was not even somebody. People had to have common sense, you would think, right?
1: Yeah. Some yeah, of us they're like, how do you I mean, if I said right now, I have no idea why I don't know like my garage I don't go into my garage every day okay and some a police officer opens it up and they're like why do you have 27 kilos of cocaine like I don't know I must have told someone there was some open space I have no idea was in there like you go in there you live I live here like it just doesn't make any sense no. for me to not know that like it, it literally doesn't but you know what cocaine doesn't smell like rotting flesh but 29 bodies dude. like it doesn't make any sense he didn't have no knowledge of it like he says he knew he put every one of those bodies there oh my god and so then transitioning from that we get back to mike rossi and david cram
0: yeah because uh cram cram testifies against him first and he says the whole thing that you spoke about earlier and everything oh i thought it was just a plumbing project jesus christ that was already like i was over here i mean i've been cringing since the beginning or whatever but like i'm over here just like yeah. beyond cringe at this point point. and you know then we get into rossi and he does but he doesn't deny any sexual relationship and it's like
1: okay
0: yeah go in on that
1: pause for a second
0: uh-huh. because
1: we have one of the prosecutors i think talking about the relationship between rossi and gacy or no it was the reporter Uh And he said that they seem to have a fucking barf emoji, a father and son relationship.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And that at one point, Rossi had admitted to having a sexual relationship with Gacy, but he later denied all of it on the stand. But just that made me, it was so gross because each of these boys, David Cram and Mike Rossi, each lived with John Wayne Gacy at different points. I think Cram lived with him first, he moved out, Rossi moved in. Yeah. And, like, John Wayne Gacy would, like, give them money, pay them to do things, like, give them drugs and alcohol. Serial killer sugar daddy. He, seriously, he was, like, a sugar daddy. And probably for the promise of not murdering and burying them, you know, like, and they, John Wayne Gacy had said, um, you know, they had a sexual relationship, and it was, like, consensual, and it was fine, and whatever. But, like, also, these boys are like 17 at the time so uh no but yeah so rossi denies everything and then uh gacy (laughs) fucking throws rossi under the bus and says that he thinks john zick was killed for his car by rossi and he said that He'd, like, come home from work one day, and John Zick and uh, Rossi were over at his house. Yeah. And he oh drank God. a few beers and went to bed, and then he woke up, and then uh, John Zick was dead on dead. the floor, and then he went about his business. Yeah, he said,
0: I didn't, want, I didn't want nothing to do with that.
1: I didn't want anything to do with
0: the dead boy in I'm all sorry. If I pop up in my crib and just just, like, there were two people there, and now one of them is dead, I'm not just going to work like nothing happened like oh it's said fine just, everything's fine like no
1: got some paperwork to do you gotta go pick up some two-by-fours gotta go talk about wallpapering
0: uh, oh. plumbing projects you know
1: talk about plumbing projects really hope that dead boy is gone so he said he comes back and then it's the body's gone he didn't want to cause a fuss and didn't want nothing to do with it so he didn't say nothing are you kidding me
0: um, oh my God. Last, last thing before I rant real quick, whatever, and I know you're going to rant mm-hmm. as, as well. It's <laughs> like because we have John Zick's family as well, and which mm-hmm. Rossi went and got lawyered up, got a super hired up lawyer who was like, super I think they said something like part of the Republican Party or something like that.
1: He was In a Chicago? famous Democrat. Uh, Democrat uh, no, he was a Democrat, but like he was like the best lawyer money could buy. And they were like, how the fuck?
0: Right. And, <laughs> and it's like, get this guy. Yeah. Cause like Zink's family was just like, yo. Okay, but we never knew you. How would you just have his car? This is where I'm yeah. like, no, I'm calling in the words of Jackie McMullen. I'm calling shenanigans, shenanigans. <laughs> like this is bullshit. This is lies. I'm not trying to say they were out here killing people too, but mm. for like, like Gacy said earlier, whatever. One of the few things I think we can believe that he actually said. If they didn't know what was going on out there, then they're, they're stupid. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way. i like, I think it's complete bullshit. Mm.
1: Yeah, there's no way. Okay, so not only do we both clearly think, but a ton of people think at this at this time that Rossi and Cram were way more involved than they admit. And I for sure like there's (laughs) because they say John Wayne Casey couldn't maneuver around the crawl space if they had if he had to get them to dig the trenches. Like, how could he be putting bodies down there? And you know, like we'll never know, or we don't know at this point. Yeah. the extent of their involvement but I would be highly <laughs> I'd be so surprised if they really didn't know and they just thought they were digging multiple body-shaped trenches for a plumbing project like holy shit
0: yeah um we're back at Jeff Rignall yeah. and his testimony and the book and everything and you know just he remembers another person in the house and he -hmm. he, there's no way he's just uh, sexually assaulted by just gacy so speak about that a little bit
1: yeah so one of the first things is rignall wants to put out a book about this his whole experience this whole ordeal and the prosecutor comes up to him and say hey if you put out this book you cannot be a witness of mine And so he's like, I understand. I won't. I won't. So he puts the book out. So he can't be a witness for the prosecution, but he did testify for the defense. And so the whole reason the and it sounds like why would the defense want him to testify? They wanted him because the way he talked about Casey is that he's crazy. And speaking about him and his experience in a way that they could push this insanity defense so there's no denying at this point that like john wayne gacy did some fucked up shit right so they're just doing anything they can to get this insanity defense but while jeff rignall is on the stand he throws up describing what was done to him Mm and has to come back the next day but he also says right yeah there was a third person in gacy's house that night it wasn't John gacy he says it was um i think a a younger guy with light colored hair down part of the part yeah. yeah as it's the 70s or late 70s early 80s remember um and so he's like there it wasn't just him so he finally gets to tell his story because that's what he really wanted to do. He wanted to tell people like what happened to him and how horrific it was because we didn't go into the details that his partner um, uh, talks about after Rignall, after his experience, but he was severely injured uh, in multiple ways. Some that were clearly indicating that he had been violently raped. And yeah. so as he's... Uh, recounting all of these things that happens to him, he literally uh throws up on Stan, and it is fucking heartbreaking. And then I don't know if you want to say any more about him, or if we want to get to Marion Gacy, John Wayne Gacy's mom.
0: Yep, let's go ahead and get into it, man, because I want to talk about you know this and the father and the contractor next. My God. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. But so now we're do the mama into, first before we get to the daddy. Yep. Yeah, so his mom testifies on his behalf and mentions that he was hospitalized for three weeks with a head injury in his childhood. And then John Wayne Gacy says that he was hit in the head with a park swing when he was 14 years
0: old. I want to stop you. I want to stop you there. Because, of course, we know we're going to talk about the the other joint or whatever of him falling. But, like, I can't believe this shit just coming out of dude's mouth. Like, am I I, I supposed to believe that? Do you? Because I don't. He said... You know, I have literally no idea. I think everything that the mom and the sister says, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking that. But like, okay, everything yeah. he's saying, I'm just like, nah, yeah. nah, gee, that ain't it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he says he's God. So I'm sure he had some head injuries. I think those are pretty well documented. Um, that one was kind of weird, but maybe it did happen. But then he starts having these seizures where he then says, like, he was yeah, just when falling he has out these and shit. seizures, he also has like 800 pounds of strength, whatever that means. And he just gets really um, aggressive and whatever during these events. So once again, sort of leading the jury to be like, hey, yeah, I get really strong and I'm really violent. So I of course, into the this could happen there, but I can't control 33 myself. times. Yeah. But then also there were other times where he just let boys go. It, it's just not adding up. Right. And so the mom is testifying and that's when we kind of get into her recounting that his father was super mean, super abusive man with a drinking problem. <sighs> she also yeah, so she's just talking about his um, problems they had with his dad. I think his sister is like, yeah, feels weird to talk about now how we used to joke about him being Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because he'd go down to the dad would go down to their basement and drink and come back up a different man. Super angry, violent, drunk. But while they were living in, you know, their childhood home, a nine-year-old John Wing Gacy comes into contact with a contractor in the neighborhood. Oh wait, wait, do wait. You wait wanna...
0: Before you get there, before you get there, because yeah, I do want to talk about that because my God, yeah. that was insane. Um, yeah, what about the falling down three flights of stairs?
1: oh yeah he just like so many oh, things
0: when i heard that it, i had two things one i'm like damn that sounds insane the other part of me was like no yeah. that sounds like the most looney tune ass shit like just you know wiley e. coyote just continually falling and shit like what's happening I,
1: you can just hear like or see the little like signs you know in cartoons and it's like ooh, you know just things you're right it's Fucking like Tom cartoon-ish. and Jerry, yeah. yeah seriously <laughs> but yeah he had like all these injuries and stuff and specifically like head injuries are really dangerous um, for multiple reasons but in a lot of serial killers we find that they have had some sort of head injury not all of them but a good bit of them have had some sort of head injury in their childhood and I don't think we have really linked it to like and this causes a personality change to make you murderous Um, but it can affect parts of your brain that like sort of um control or dictate or influence your personality and like ability to regulate emotions and like things of that nature so i think he's also stacking up all of these like injuries he had when he was a child (laughs) to be like see there's a reason i couldn't help it it was the park swing or the flight of stairs or whatever
0: so now this is where you know you you want me to take control back and we talk about his dad's friend aka this contractor that was in town when he was nine like you mentioned Whew. okay so gacy informs us yeah you know there was this guy and i was young or whatever and you know blah 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 and he was like yeah i'm gonna show you some wrestling moves or whatever where he put gacy's head down in his crotch and he was like, i knew nothing about this at the time i'm thinking like he's showing me wrestling moves which i was like okay like we just had like we we kind of put wrestling over earlier, and now they're making wrestling mm. seem like we're just out here. And it, it hurt me as a big fan of wrestling personally. Yeah, but I just yeah, your thoughts about would... this because this was insane. I wasn't exactly okay. shocked or whatever, and I don't want to say, "Oh my god," yeah. you know. Of course, this happened, and this is why he is yeah. X Y Z way. But my yeah. God, what now?
1: Yeah. So this contractor would like. Take him on rides like in his truck or whatever, and then park. And like you said, show him some big air quotes wrestling moves where he would just hold nine big air quotes, hold nine year old Darwin Gacy's head in between his legs. And so this kid is nine, and they actually show a picture of a nine year old Gacy standing in front of a truck, and it's heartbreaking. You can feel bad for the kid and say completely fuck you to the adult. Facts. But there's a nine-year-old kid who is being molested yeah. by this adult who's befriended his father. And he gave me real
0: um abducted in plain sight vibes.
1: Yeah. Do you, oh my
0: god. If y'all ever seen but, that on Netflix or whatever, good lord.
1: Oh my god. That is oh god, that one.
0: White people. Just <laughs> saying. Just saying. Couldn't have been camera. Uh <laughs> Or Perry. It's
1: going to be Karen. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, I have some thoughts on that. but I maybe mean, that's for a different podcast. Yeah. But, um, but his sister, so we kind of go back to his sister who's talking about um, this contractor friend and how she overhears one day uh, her dad, their dad talking about this guy and getting his gun And she didn't really think much of it at the time. She was young. And then she goes back and asks her mom later. And the mom is just like, well, something happened to your brother. This guy did something to him to make your dad want to go and shoot the guy. So this, this contractor friend is actually assaulting a nine-year-old Gacy. And the dad finds out about it. Doesn't actually shoot him. I don't think, but they kind of talk about this and his sister testifies all about his childhood the things that we've mentioned and she firmly thinks that something has happened that caused a personality split that caused him to become you know a normal guy in part of his life and then just this absolute monster in another part and whether or not that's true I don't know but something fucked up really did happen yeah. to him you know
0: last thing I got because like I said they close these episodes out absolutely just wait for it chef's kiss oh my god like we like we, te- like we teased at the cold open of this episode you know mm-hmm. hey you guys only knew about 33 bodies or whatever but you know 45 sounds like a good number sounds like a good i didn't want to write down 45 upside down emojis i only did like five Mm -hmm. but i was literally (gasps) in my couch like where's my cup i think i already have my cup at this point i was like yo i need another cup (laughs) jesus christ what is happening man yeah so as
1: um i'm terrified for episode
0: five already
1: oh my god seriously so like as he John i guess he's being like driven back somewhere to i guess a prison or jail wherever they're holding him during his trial one of the guys that's being interviewed, Archimus he's like, Island? "How many people?" <laughs> he's like, "How many people did you, um, did you tell your lawyers you you killed?" And he's like, 30 something." He's like, "Well, you know, they found thirty three bodies, so you know, thirty something." The guy's like, "Uh, well, how many people did you kill?" And yeah, he said, "Yeah, forty five. Forty five sounds like a good number." And then he says, "Well, where are sick. the bodies?" Well- yeah he <laughs> said well where are the bodies he said well
0: that's your job you have to find them and then the episode cut off i was over here i mean i'm telling is- you, I almost scre- i almost screamed kaylee I almost screamed yep. what the yep. fuck is that and i'm glad i watched that before um while the sun was still out
1: yeah I'm, watch- I'm not
0: watching these at nighttime no more i learned that after after episode one and two
1: yeah and so like not only is everything he has done is so horrifying Also, these episodes, like, I cannot impress enough on you, like, how emotional these are and how absolutely tragic and heartbreaking you're just hearing from these families and you're seeing footage of moms crying and just families are heartbroken. And then one father, you know, he's crying and he's like, you have to get through through this, you have to testify. He doesn't make it through his whole, through the whole trial, like, he just can't. It's just so so upsetting and we have two more episodes
0: i'm not gonna say because you know i'm having fun with you i'm having fun like you know reviewing these (laughs) but i'm also going through some shit mentally my damn self just even being like what in the hell is going on with life
1: yeah seriously and you know this was a time that like Right. Not only were these like horrific crimes, but also you throw in this like aspect of are these people gay? Are they not? Ugh, it's icky. Like, and just like realizing that that aspect really influenced how much this guy was investigated and how many lives could have been saved. And yeah, I think people are actually thing doing I'll... their job.
0: I mean, oh my God, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah,
1: right? seriously. And I think the last thing I'll say, we didn't really touch on this, but Robert Peast's brother yeah um so robert peace was the last boy killed and robert peace had always told his family and everyone that he wanted to do something big with his life yeah and his brother says you know if his death and his murder and the investigation into that put a stop to this happening ever again from this guy i think you know that would have he would have been happy that at least you know his death meant something
0: just 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 so much man so much
1: it's so much and it's really really heavy and it's at the same time fascinating right and then also you just look at him and you're like you giant piece of shit and i still can't stop staring at your bottom teeth they're so separate (laughs)
0: <laughs> They're so gross. They're so like about to fall <laughs> out.
1: It's so, so exciting. Just like watching him talk. It's just like a nasty like pile of I i don't know what. Just ugh. But yeah. Yeah. So that's episodes three and four. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, you know, and I am I'm, I'm gonna say it whatever because we're on you know, next one we got is five and six. I get to see how this closes out. I still don't know. I don't know if he, I don't even know if he's alive, knock on wood, you know, which i told you this is all so much for me and everything i don't yeah. even want to put you on the spot and we'll find out from the people maybe i'll do a poll or something i don't know do <laughs> d- you know do y'all want us to go back and do night stalker because i actually watched that Ooh, and remember I, yeah. I called that was like that was when i called you a couple of months ago
1: mm-hmm. yeah and it was and like, you're like what the fuck? shit what, what? is happening oh boy do i know some things about old richard ramirez
0: jesus christ Shout out one of my yeah. homies or whatever. She put me on somebody earlier too. I'll mention that whenever we get off pod. But hey, man, we'll 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 see. I, I, I need this episode to take off just like the last one did, and even more, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all did wrestling. That does not happen on this podcast. <laughs> I think I think it's the Kaylee magic, man. We need we need all of Bozeman to get on this or whatever, you know?
1: The, it's the, the Montana number shooting out. <laughs> I'm telling people, it's gonna get out there.
0: Hey, I'm telling you know we 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 was was random okay because of course you know East Coast or whatever mm-hmm. we 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 got a good little fan base up in Portland. I still don't know who or has created that. Okay, but like love that. Yeah, we we get listens in Portland every week. Like Portland's one of the highest Portland. numbers. I, I need to visit yeah. that. I've never been.
1: Yeah, stop by Montana, stop by Bozeman, then we'll go to Portland.
0: It hey, sounds like a move. Um, <laughs> you, you got any final takes before we get up out of here?
1: yeah don't let anyone handcuff you saying that it's a fun trick um if you're into that consensually in other scenarios sure but like
0: <laughs> maybe think
1: about it <laughs> think about it not, real hard now that you do. mention
0: that um the only handcuffing i ever think of whatever is from one of my favorite movies and it was hilarious because that was our um our group chat name or whatever the wedding crashers where old girl had homie handcuffed or whatever oh and he was still handcuffed to the bed and everything and she put the damn <sighs> his sweaty slot he played football in all day and his mouth was absolutely disgusting on oh top my, of oh like you know the, the quote gay brother that came in there or whatever which i mean mm-hmm. looking back on 2021 that's kind of like damn we were really doing these tropes but remember he's all yeah. like i'm gonna be in my room doing homo things i'm like oh, oh god is. it's so cringe now yeah. like to look back oh, but like yeah. in the moment that shit was so funny oh yeah the humor like 15 years ago was it and then the dad walks friends. in or whatever he saw the handcuff and homies over here like <laughs> <laughs>
1: that,
0: that, that's the handcuffs i'll be thinking of or whatever you know for y'all to see wedding crashers if you know you know
1: if you know you know
0: hey, amen and now um, you
1: know about john Gosey. um
0: i am and i'm not looking forward to four and, i mean four to five and six but we'll get back on we're that.
1: gonna there's a few things i know i don't know if they're gonna mention it in the documentary but i'm excited to get your opinion on
0: and also um, you know your inside information you know
1: yeah yeah i was just flipping through all my serial killer books that i have at my house and i actually Jesus. don't have one about john wayne gacy but <laughs> lots of other um interesting stories that we could cover if the people should want
0: Put put that on the to-do list you know what i'm saying
1: okay no problem that's going right to the top
0: <laughs> all right but um with, with that being said ladies and gentlemen another incredible episode of the after credits peacock exclusive documentary john wayne gacy devil in disguise oh man I, this, this shit's making me go through it or whatever i'm on like cup number two Twisted T number one <laughs> of a long night of just having fun and everything. It, it, was, it was great to speak to you, like always. I'm, I'm glad we got to kick it a couple weeks ago.
1: Same. It was so good to see you. And I'm so glad that we're back talking about immensely disturbing things.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> y- 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 you as well. You as well. You as well. Um, <laughs> remember, like always, ladies and gentlemen, to rate, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend and tell a friend. Links and everything in the description in the bios below. Um, I am finished with the may may showers playlist, even though I said, you know, I'm not gonna put no J Cole or even the Georgia Smith up there, but, but because we had the mother's day, uh, versus battle of SWV and escape, I might put a couple of those records up there and I'll put the rest on next month's playlist for June which I'm going to be excited to make that one or whatever and put all of J. Cole up there. And, you know, also a dope-ass track by Nicki Minaj, Wayne, and Drake. Um, Remember, you know, hey, support us. Like, we we out here grinding over, independent podcasts or whatever. I do this out of my own pocket. Like, I think at the time of this recording, whatever, which I don't know when you guys will be hearing this exactly, we just did like 288. So on the road to 300 wrestling we just dropped 90 so on the road to 100 with just wrestling you know all bread oh, and butter you grinding over here man i can't be stopped can't stop you are. bad boy um <laughs> in in the words of uh basketball hall of famer david aldridge you got anything besides five stars leave that shit to yourself We do not need that negativity <laughs> over here and you know the after credits man uh john wayne gacy i i'm hoping i don't have any nightmares tonight
1: I hope you don't either. And thank you so much again for inviting me back to do this. I, I told you, everyone I, love it listening. I, I get
0: to talk to the homies, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm going to get Joseph on one soon or whatever. Talking about video games. Just wait for that.
1: Ooh, that's going to be good.
0: You know, we're going to break him out of his shell a little bit, but <laughs> hey, another amazing episode. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the support. Thank you, Kaylee. I go by Mookie. Coco is still knocked out. He's done moved again and came back. And until next time to let us out.